0: Welcome to How to Keep Your Day Job, brought to you by the Morningstar Consultants. If you're interested in succeeding, exceeding, growing, or listening to the stories of others who have done just that, you're in the right place. We are your hosts, Lisa Goss and Stacey Bailey. We wanna help you hone your skills, succeed in your job, get your dream job, or keep your dream job. Like Mark Twain said, find a job you enjoy doing and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Now let's identify your purpose and build a career around that. Check out our show notes for where you can find us on social media and how to sign up for our newsletter. Our podcast and how to contact us is right on our website. Want to be on our podcast, have an idea, topic, or a guest? Message us. Thanks for being with us today. Time is precious, and we're honored that you're sharing it with us. Now on with the show. Thanks for joining us today. It's part two of Board, Not Bored. Last month, we focused on recruitment. Today, a strategic plan. A strat plan is your map. If you want to take your organization's places, it's best to have a roadmap. Your map should contain your strategies and all of the resources you need to get there. And finally, a way to report how your efforts are moving your organization forward. So today I'm going to walk you through mission, vision, values. You need to know who you are, what you value, and what you aspire to be in order to map out your future. We'll walk through your ad hoc strat plan committee. So the who, the what, the where, the when, the how that committee is composed and how you function. We'll walk through how to do that environmental scan or that 360 degree look at your organization. All of that information gathering, and then finally how to structure that strat plan. Next, goal setting. Short-term, long-term, your lofty goals, the incremental goals that you can build into the plan on your way to those lofty goals. And then next, your board session or your board strat plan retreat, how everybody comes together and works together and uses all of the information that you've gathered on your board session or your board strat retreat. And this is the time where you look through all of your information that you've gathered, you work together in a cohesive way and build that plan. And finally, reporting. How does this all roll out in a report where you can measure your progress? Measure how you are fulfilling the strategies of the board, how you're meeting those goals, and how close you are to your lofty goal. Lisa, that was a great summary of the entire process. I've enjoyed being in on the sessions you've led. They're dynamic and never boring. Thanks, Stace. So we've done a little bit of an overview or walkthrough what that strategic planning looks like in all of the sections. Now I'm gonna try and drill down a little bit and talk a bit about each individual section. I usually put them section A, B, C, and so on. To begin, we'll talk about vision, mission, and values. And I think I said this before, but I always start there. And to be honest, I usually do this in a pre-visioning session. So prior to the board retreat day, I find the vision, mission, and values is where people get lost in the weeds a bit, especially in not-for-profits. When you're really passionate about the work that you do, it's really hard to navigate all of those feelings, that passion, and hone it down into a few words or sentences. So your vision and mission statements, they provide your direction, your focus, your energy, to accomplish shared goals. Your values express your integrity, what your individual organization believes in. They serve as kind of a decision-making tool in daily interactions and it guides behavior and culture. Whereas the mission statement provides focus. So let's start by kind of defining what they are and help give some clarity. So a mission statement, that's what you actually do I always say to people, keep them short and sweet, easy to roll off your tongue. They're, they're not a elevator pitch, but they're, they're meaningful. And you want people to be attached to them. Don't use fancy words. Your mission statement should be specific enough that people can understand what you do and how you differ from your competitors. Here's a couple examples of some mission statements, Google to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. PBS public broadcasting system to create content that educates, informs, and inspires. Make a wish. We grant the wishes of children with life threatening medical conditions to enrich the human experience with hope, strength, and joy. So can you see how they really describe what the organizations actually do? So when I work with organizations, agencies to kind of define that mission, I really get them to dig deep and think about what they do every day. Vision statement. Now this is what you aspire to be. Remember your mission statement is what you do now. A vision is where you wanna go tomorrow and in the future, those big lofty goals. When this is done right with your organization, it can really drive decisions. It can drive all of those little incremental goals on your way to your big lofty goal. So here are some examples, Disney to make people happy. Ford, to become the world's leading consumer company for automotive products and services. So those are lofty goals. So mission and vision statements define where you are and where you're going. Core values are what you already are. Think about what's the defining feature about how you operate. These values support your vision and shape your company culture. They guide how you do business internally and externally. They resonate with your clients, members, stakeholders, employees. They really define what you believe. So again, your mission, what do you do? For whom? Why? Your vision, it's about the future. You inspire, you create excitement, you motivate people with your vision. Your values, you describe your organizational culture. The other piece is timeframes. Your mission is today. It's foundational. Your vision, three, five, 10, 20 years, could be a very long time away if it's a real complex or huge lofty goal. Values are forever because they are your corporate culture. They kind of form the fabric of your organization, your values. So like I said before, I like to do these on a separate day, usually just a half day. It doesn't take longer than four hours with some stretch breaks and snacks. Of course, now we're on Zoom, but it's just a basic agenda. So at the beginning we welcome, and then we walk through understanding vision statement, then individual brainstorming, review vision themes, prioritize some concepts, draft some options, closing and next steps. And then that same pattern so mission statement understanding what mission statements are like i did earlier i always give examples and we walk through those so that people can understand and relate so again we do understanding of the mission statement what that is individual brainstorming review themes prioritize concepts draft options closing and next steps and again same for the values we define what values are give some concrete examples so people can attach themselves to the understanding and then the brainstorming you could do that as individuals groups small groups depending on the size of your board review the themes prioritize the concepts draft options and closing and next steps So now on to your ad hoc strat plan committee or your working group so this is a team approach these are the folks that do the heavy lifting this group should be seven to ten members and never more than ten Four to five of these individuals are board members, the ED of course, sometimes there can be a staff member to provide administrative support, and then several stakeholders. And really think about who you invite for stakeholders because you're gonna involve stakeholders in multiple ways. But on this core group, what stakeholders are important to have that help you kind of synthesize your plan and do this heavy lifting? And you have to think about conflicts of interest. You got to make sure that the individuals that you bring into this tight circle won't have a conflict moving forward because the work they do in their organization. I always point out one opportunity while you're developing this group. So if you're a membership or any organizations, bringing people onto these committees is a great way to try out potential board members, to get them attached to your Your mission, to your organization, to the work that you do, and to test them out to see if they would make good board members. That's just another piece of succession planning that I think is a bonus from strategic planning. So I said the executive director and potentially a staff, maybe an administrative staff. Just a reminder that that is always the discretion of the executive director because they're the one in the organization that the staff report to. So the executive director is the only person that would be able to direct work of the staff. So again, the overview of this group, it's a small group, no more than 10, even a little less is good. They're the executive director, board members and stakeholders. They're the ones that conduct the environmental scan. They develop strategic recommendations. They prepare for and participate in the board retreat, focus groups, and they work alongside consultants if you have them. And they're the ones that are helping hone and draft the final plan. So time commitment, yeah, two or three hours at least a week and it's generally over a six month period, sometimes a little shorter. Meetings could be 45 minutes to 90 minutes, depending. There's always homework, looking at surveys, looking at uh, results of focus groups, drafting concepts, reviewing material before each meeting. So remember, this is another job. Make a role profile for this. And that helps when you're trying to recruit because you can tell people what the expectation is. It's hard to get volunteers to come into roles when they don't even know or can't anticipate how many hours a week this is gonna take. So what do you want from these people? You want somebody that's really committed to the organization and its mission. We want somebody who has good communication skills, who's collaborative and a team player willingness to contact stakeholders, have conversations, sometimes have difficult conversations. It'd be great if they have some experience in human resources, interviewing techniques, motivational interviewing, financial analysis, writing and editing, project management. So they will do the drafts of the reports, the summaries, they'll be reviewing documents. They're gonna stay in touch with each other, analyze uh, high-level information, And again, they're meeting every week for at least two hours, maybe a little less if you have some email exchange back and forth. And then they're taking those final results to the board, taking that feedback, coming back to the group, and then making that final plan and giving that to the board to approve. So these are key people to advance your direction of your organization. Next, the environmental scan or the information gathering. I always say a 360 degree look at the organization. So internally, externally. I often break down strategic planning when I'm looking at project management into environmental scan, drafting the strategy, feedback from the board, finalizing the plan. So kind of four simple steps. Doesn't sound simple after we've already been talking for half an hour. Uh, But the environmental scan is the best part of this. And maybe it's just, because I love listening to people's perspectives. I've learned the most from this process than I have out of anything else doing strategic plans. So these could be surveys. I really believe in one-to-one meetings. You just get different narrative when somebody feels comfortable to talk with you. So you're looking inside and out. You're gathering that feedback, like I said, internal and external stakeholders, the constituents or clients or members you serve, but you're also looking at your internal structures, your finance, your programming, your governance, your operations, your programming. You really need to connect with anyone that has a real stake or crucial role within the organization internally and externally, any partners, any sister agencies. So this is the place where we talked about They may not be in that inner circle on the group, but when you're doing an environmental scan, include those agencies that do like work. Always best to hear from people how they see you from the outside. So you you gather that feedback. And like I said, in-person as much as possible. Face-to-face, just higher quality. People are more candid. Surveys are difficult. You know, um, not everybody responds. If you get 60% of people from a survey, you are doing excellent. How many people should you survey? Well, if you're only getting 60% and, and you need a good sample size, it'd be lovely if you could get 75 to 100 people in a survey. Of course, you have to meet with the board, do interviews with board of directors. And you're also, when you're doing that internal look, you're looking at the board. How is their recruitment, their orientation, their participation? Are they adhering to bylaws and documents of the, of the organization? What's their board performance index? So this is really the, like I said, the heavy lifting, gathering all the information that then needs to be synthesized and put inside of a report form for the board for an initial draft for them to evaluate. So when you're doing that role profile for the strategic planning group, I know I mentioned about being passionate about the mission, but also ability. First, do they have the ability to participate? Do they have the time? Like I said, avoid the conflicts of interest. Computer literate. There are a lot of spreadsheets going around and synthesizing of material. They have to be really competent at Microsoft Office. Okay, so next goal setting. You want long-term and short-term goals. So incremental smaller goals and those big lofty goals. I would say one, Maybe two lofty goals, depending on the size of your organization, and then the incremental goals that kind of take you up the ladder towards those lofty goals. So, two to three goals max, and when you're developing them, ask yourself Is achieving this goal possible? If it is, it's a shorter term goal. Does this goal inspire the team? That's maybe your lofty goal. Can you measure this goal? So especially for your incremental goals, you need to be able to measure this work because you need to report back to the board. Then you have to start thinking about how you'll rule this out. So will achieving this goal require new levels of innovation, programming, effort, resources, funding? So when you look at those incremental goals, you know, go back all the time, are they achievable? so again when you think about resources you go back to that is this achievable is this goal possible but if you your goal has some uh, financial resources needed and you know there is no way you have that is that a goal that's attainable so again those big loftier longer term goals usually just one two if you're a really large organization and then your smaller goals to support the larger goal And again, this is where you go back to your vision statement. And that's why I often have that vision, mission, and values again in a four-hour session prior to the strategic planning, working with the working group, synthesizing, doing the environmental scan, because all of that work can go back to that initial visioning. All right, now we're making some time. Now we're at the board retreat. Lots of times these things happen on a Saturday. Some organizations have a Friday night dinner, some sort of activity. That's totally up to your organization and the culture. So Saturday morning, provide good coffee, provide good food, comfortable chairs, good lighting, a space that people are comfortable in. If you're on Zoom, give people breaks that they can take a walk or a stretch. Think about how long you have people sitting So start with welcoming everybody, do introductions. Regardless if you know each other or not, do some sort of round table. How are you doing? What are you hoping for today? How's your week been? I'm not the biggest fan of icebreakers. I often feel really awkward and uncomfortable. But there's always some sort of natural way to open up a meeting so that everybody feels comfortable and you connect people. I like those simple ones like this or that. Coke or Pepsi, Beach or Cabin in the Woods. I find those less, I don't know, maybe I'm, one of my kids always says, I'm an extroverted introvert. So build your collaboration right off the hop. Get people connecting with each other. You're all there and passionate about the same thing. There's gotta be something that can unite you together to start the day off. And then I always begin with a presentation by the executive director. And it can be the executive director and the board chair uh, collaborating on this presentation, but they're really doing the state of the organization. So it doesn't have to get into the minutia or the, the operational details, but remember how we talked about in the environmental scan, you are looking internally. So talk about those pain points, talk about those successes. I like working lunches, so in the strap plan having some great food again but having somebody in that's inspirational to talk during the lunch maybe to talk about how they see your organization from afar so then after lunch it's a deep dive you're digging in you're rolling up your sleeves there's small group work big picture stuff you're reviewing all the reports and having discussions about all of the evaluation and the environmental scan that the working group has done. And remember in all of this, board and staff are working together. So this deep dive is what the committee then takes away to formulate the final plan and then bring it back to the board. And then finally, what you do after the retreat is so important. You're gonna follow through. You're having that wrap up and then you say to them, we'll get back to you. What are the next steps? Who's responsible? What's the timing? So really kind of tying people to whose role is what and what are the outcomes. And then I like to do a round table again. What is everybody going to take away with them from this day? Always do an evaluation at the end, asking questions where their goals for the day met and really highlight that working group. Show them some respect. They've spent a lot of hours getting to this point. So often when I schedule retreats, they're from nine, 9 30 to 5 and there's breaks in there but they are long days if anybody is interested in an agenda or some more details about how that day looks you can email me at info at morningstarconsultant.com okay so we're at reporting what i often do is a bit of an introduction to the organization and and again this is just how i craft mine tons of different ways of doing this I include my mission, vision, and values, a bit of an analysis of the market, the industry, competitors, some comparisons. I define SMART goals, and probably from a different podcast, you heard me talking about the SMART acronym. SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, or realistic, and time-based. So I document our SMART goals, define our strategic priorities, Determine our KPIs. So your KPI, I guess I shouldn't use acronyms all the time, is your key performance indicator. It's a metric that signals how well you're doing. Are you achieving important objectives? Are you keeping yourself on track for the accomplishments you set? And then you determine what you need to do to achieve your goals, include an executive summary. And then finally, that goes back to the board to approve. And again, this is all done and put together by the working group. So in a nutshell, that's your strategic planning process. You understand your mission, vision, and values and develop those as a board. You put together your ad hoc committee. That's the ones doing the heavy lifting. Like I said, no more than 10. Keep an eye out for conflicts of interest. Bring in some stakeholders. Include your executive director. Your environmental scan, where you're looking at 360 degrees around your organization. Your info gathering, you're doing focus groups, you're doing one-to-one conversations. Then there's goal setting, that long-term and short-term, those incremental goals and those lofty big dream goals. Then there's your board retreat, where you all get together to bond, to collaborate, to work through all of the data that's been brought forth from the working group to start to synthesize all of that, and then the reporting. Then the working group takes that away, does the final report, sends it back to the board again for approval. So it could take as long as six months, depending on the size of your organization, how many stakeholders, how much work you're doing in your environmental scan, your internal look at the agency, how well your working group communicates, how well everybody is pitching in and doing their job, Again, I look for skills on that working group, computer literate, able to run spreadsheets. Whoever chairs that meeting needs to keep people accountable and on the timeline. And in the end, you have a direction for the organization. You have a set out plan that you've all worked collaboratively to put together. So when teams work on a project like that, it builds relationships and it builds engagement from the organization and those participating. And again, bringing people in that you think might be future contenders for the board onto those groups helps them attach to the organization. And then that solves one of your problems around succession planning. So this was a lot longer than I thought it would be. We'll see how much I can cut it down with editing. In the end, all organizations have different nuances to their strategic planning. And if you're working with a consultant, they really need to get to know you first to carve out exactly what you need out of that session. So if your organization is looking to build a strategic plan, if you just need somebody to pitch in and start to do some of that heavy lifting, do some of your focus groups or surveys, you can contact us through our website and we're open to free consults. We can talk to you about what that might look like. Well, I'm super impressed. I made it through this long of a session and I was able to mostly keep my train of thought. I had a fall this month and a slight head injury. So um, my articulation has not been what it normally is. So if I babbled, I apologize. And, And maybe next month, it will be Stacy's turn to talk for 29 minutes. Thanks again for sticking to the end. Take care, everyone. Wow, there was a lot of great information in there. We hope you liked this episode. To learn more about us, check out our website and sign up for our newsletter at MorningStarConsultant.com. Follow us on social media. There are links to our courses, business consulting, or coaching in the show notes. Don't see what you need? Contact us. We are Morningstar Consultants, business and life strategists, and we can show you how to keep your day job.